Fisher. Yeah, everybody's a Fisher. Everyone. Everyone. Uh. Everybody wants us to do these weird comic books. I know. They want us to do these weird comic books, and if they can find stuff, they're going to send it to us, and, you know. Uh, well, we have Captain America, number 378. Ooh, yeah. The final issue in this Streets of Poison run. Do you think that poison splatters like this? I mean, it depends on what kind of poison it is, but I'm sure a poison can splatter. I mean, honestly, in the Streets of Poison logo, which I haven't critiqued so far, I feel like the streets of New York would be the ones that are all splattered and potholed like that, and poison would be much cleaner. (laughs) Yeah, you're probably right. I wonder, like, I don't know, if we sent this logo to Todd Klein, what he would say about it. To get a to get a real a real eye on it and see. Yeah. (laughs) By the way, if you don't follow Todd Klein on Facebook, where he posts like logos all the time and critiques them, explains their entire origin, you are not a true comic book nerd. Like that just is it. Like you've got to follow. I mean. (laughs) He just <laughs> posts logos all the time and t- it's, it's insane and talks about lettering like it's the most amazing thing ever. Uh, but Streets of Poison, of course, gets over the Captain America logo and the shields over the Captain America logo. So really, this is Cap Amur. Cap Amur. 78. Cap. No, Cap Aim. Cap, Cap Aim. Aim. There's no R there. The R is aiming that fist right at Crossbone's face. Yeah, and I'm so excited to see more crossbones on the cover. It's the exact character I wanted more of in this story. You got it. All right. Well, we've got crossbones in Captain America. It looks like they're fighting in the Piala High School basketball arena. It does. <laughs> and yeah. we've got uh, Ron Lim and Danny Bullad- Dan Bolladani uh, right there on the cover. That's exciting. Look, he even cited Ron Lim 90. So we oh, we nice. know what year it is, and is that it's when they one dollar cover? Jalop High School, maybe entirely <laughs> possible. If you don't know where Pialop is, folks, look it up. It's a, it's it a very up. famous place. It's home of um the fair, the fair, and, and uh, the the dad from uh, uh, a Christmas story, and uh, the quarterback who forgot his plays in the NFL and had to go into a game. Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. Billy Joe Hobart. Yeah. And the Heward brothers. Yes. Damon and Brock. Yes. But they moved from Ording to Pialop to go to high school to compete for their compete for to play for their dad. Right. Because their dad came from Ording. So, yeah. Are they really from Pialop or are they from Ording? I think they they grew up in Ording and played in Pialop. Well, there you go. See, so they're from Ording. They're not from Puyallup. I mean, they did win the Gatorade Challenge. It's fair. Well, anyway, (laughs) enough about Puyallup, the the wonderful city that it is. Home of the Daffodil and the Daffodil Parade. Uh, We've got all the berries. I think the berries are now covered up by like a Fred Meyer warehouse or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, we've got Captain America Streets of Poison and we got a giant fight scene. As you can tell, like last issue, we're super interested in talking about this issue uh, based on the banner we're having at the start of this conversation. And you're sure you're super excited by learning about technically not our hometown because we grew up in the county. But, you know, the hometown of Greg and Dan, (laughs) but not our hometown because we didn't have a town. I know. Pierce County. Cityless. Yeah. It's a very exciting place. Rural, not even rural anymore. But anyway, no, Steve Rogers, born in the USA, raised to cherish the ideals of democracy, endowed with a superhuman physique, and not so much anymore, and <laughs> driven to be the most capable combatant in the world, and not so much anymore. Now, as both lone crusader and leader of the renowned Avengers, I guess, uh, <laughs> he fights an ongoing battle for liberty, justice, and the American dream. Stan Lee presents Captain America. Now, if he was really fighting for liberty, justice in the American dream, wouldn't he be supporting these entrepreneurial drug dealers that just wanted to sell their stuff on the street? Yeah, I mean, that is that. I mean, 
Maybe. That is the American dream. I mean, they are they are businessmen. They are entrepreneurs. Um, but then it's the product, right? It comes down to the product that they're selling. If they're selling watches, video cassettes that were bootlegged and stuff like that, it might be different. Oh, so if you're selling illegal bootlegged items, that's okay. But if you're selling illegal drugs, that's not okay. I, I, I think there's a line. <laughs> well, anyway, we are in the Upper East Side of Manhattan, and uh, Cap is flying his super, super Sky scooter. Cycle. Sky Cycle. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, whatever it's called. We've got a very Kirby-esque background going on here. I know. It's popping. It's uh, interesting. And we've got, well, he's just Sky Cycling. And the title of the story is called Grand Stand Play, which is a lot less problematic than the title of last issue. Yeah. Yeah. This is very. Very. And there was a grandstand on the cover. So, yeah, perhaps there's going to be something to do with grandstands. We remember the Yankees were being defeated 21 to zero yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday, last yesterday last podcast whatever that whatever i'm talking about i don't know at this point the last time we the last time we talked i have too much meth in my system to really know what's going on oh god are you captain america are you just hanging out in in tacoma yeah i mean just an explosion (laughs) happened and some just wafted my way and i was just like you know just wanted to get that into my system for this (laughs) podcast is i stay awake oh dan (laughs) <laughs> a little twitchy right now it's all good so it's <laughs> yeah it's, it's a it's my home so now we get a giant splash page of oh, no, captain america at the top yeah. and some kingpin and red skull at the bottom and first off i would like to say that uh kingpin looks like he might be dressed like you in 1990 uh-huh. And Red Skull looks like he might be dressed like Dan. And, yeah. Well, not 1990. <laughs> we're going to say 93 to 95 when we were debating, you know, yeah. debaters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But at the at the college. But, you know, classics right there. So <laughs> I could totally see you going for that big white jacket. Oh, totally. And I would have totally – I had the trench – I had that trench coat. You wear the, the vest underneath and everything? Skinny yeah. tie? <laughs> I don't know if I'd had the vest, but I would have definitely had the tie and the shirt. It's, uh, yeah, with no actual suit jacket, right? And yeah. that's because that's literally what I had. I had the trench coat and no suit jacket for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Until our, our mentor took me to Goodwill and bought me a blue blazer for $5. So <laughs> have a suit jacket. Uh, well, anyway, we've got uh, Cap at the top thinking, still not sure, thinking straight. Uh, but I guess that's a good sign. Uh, a few <laughs> days ago, my head was a total mess. And I hadn't the slightest doubt about my sanity. What? Yeah. I don't he, understand. He doesn't have his head screwed on correct, you know? Well, anyway, he's um, he's like, I'm here to break up a drug ring I recently stumbled upon, which has introduced the new designer drug ice into the marketplace. We're getting a recap, which is good because <laughs> you know, the other that. seven books didn't you know, do enough for us. If you just picked up this book, you're all caught up. <laughs> yeah, I guess the six Captain America books and one Daredevil book, right? This is technically yeah. number eight, but it's number seven, but it's number eight, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it, okay. Well, anyway, um, Captain America finishes his thoughts by saying, so now what I need to know, can I still be Captain America without the serum? Or is Cap simply a product of a World War II wonder drug? <sighs> uh, God. Um. Right, because steroids and meth, totally equivalent. Well, not equivalent, but I mean, Caps, the idea has been put in his head that he is the 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 creation of a drug. And if it wasn't for the drug, he wouldn't be who he is. But he's so, battling in he's having this inner dialogue and this inner turmoil through these books in which. He's he's trying to figure out, is it the drugs or is it me? Was I always who I am? Could I be the me that I am, that I know that I am, the strong will that I am, that I am, that I am, that I am, that I, am, I, I am, are, that I are. are. Yeah, he's going to eat his spinach and pull a Popeye. <laughs> but I mean, he, he's been dealing with this for like, you know, six issues now, seven issues. 
and and it's it's been eating away at him since that very first interaction with his his friend in the in the shop who was like hey you know what's the difference between me doing a little uh, uh, a little a little smoke here and you on the the the, the captain america serum right yeah sure um <laughs> yeah and he just realized this after years that this might be a thing yeah well he he's was never known sleep, before that he, a, a super serum for- gave him in his he was pumped up with patriotism fighting a war he didn't have time to stop and think he was also very young when when this happened so i'm just putting into that context that 18 year old brain and mentality or 17 year old brain and mentality i mean he's pretty young you know he 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 went into it he wasn't fully formed in his in his uh in his his full frontal lobe he didn't have all that that processing power that we have uh when we become fully formed adults now he's an adult after he's thought out and and he's he's fully functioning and he's clear headed or well slightly clear headed. He's thinking these things, Dan. He's coming to terms. Boy, it's fun. Well, down at the bottom of the page. <laughs> You're like, screw you, dude. I hate you. <laughs> Boy, this is fun. So down at the bottom of the page, uh, Yankee Stadium, the Bronx. Uh, we've got Red Skull and Kingpin <laughs> squaring off with their gangs to uh, have a turf war discussion. And Red Skull's like, you are interested in protecting your turf and keeping control of New York's drug trade. I'm interested in moving on to your turf and establishing a beachhead in the in this city's in this city, the nation's largest. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but L.A. was definitely the nation's largest city at this point. Right. I. I, I think it probably was is but i think iconically iconically speaking new york is in the in in the eyes of the the superhero world new york is the place that never sleeps new york is the place where it all happens new york well New York. Well, in, in New York, of course, we have the kingpin and the kingpin is like, yeah, fuck you, Nazi. I'm not doing business yeah. with you. And it says, despite your recent assumptions of the veneer of, of a capitalist, you still have the heart of a Nazi and there can be no cooperation between us. So, yeah, I appreciate it. at least, you know, what what we should learn from these issues of Captain America is that if you wear Captain America colors, you probably should hate fucking Nazis. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, Kingpin's got in a, he, in a he, hypothetical world where Nazis would wear Captain America colors. I would just think that like they should learn from the Captain America books. <laughs> you would think. You would think. I, I, I mean, one one would think. Uh, one would think. Hey, when, anyway, when when Kingpin's got better morals. <laughs> yeah. kingpin has better morals than certain people in society right now there we go when his moral compass is stronger <laughs> i think we might have a problem america uh, apparently over in spider-man they're fighting over the drug war too so maybe we should read those we should be reading some spider-man but anyway um <laughs> they're having a nice gentlemanly conversation here it's it's great uh we turn the page and we get some more dialogue um uh, basically what you have is a little tiny bit of art on the page and then words just Lots filling words. up like the entire page. The the last, like basically the last three pages are just so like, if I was reading this when I was younger, when this came out, I would have been, I would have shut down. I would have, I literally would have shut down. I almost, oh, yeah. did, I almost did reading it now because I got new glasses and these glasses, I'm not used to them yet. And me trying to read this was like, headache machine because well, it's, it's so I mean, many words it's also just boring what no there's so much beautiful i believe america to be a weak morally bankrupt country whose societal underpinnings are being eaten away it is my goal to speed up that process drugs are the one means to achieve this the i mean one he's means. not wrong no he's <laughs> he is wrong actually it's not the one means trust me remember we oh, were yeah. talking about those people yeah. that wear captain america's colors yeah. and the, right. <laughs> uh yeah so 
uh, anyway, he's he wants corruption and violent crime, and and Kingpin is sticking up for America. No skull, I'm making America stronger. Drugs at their highest degree of ubiquitousness will only saturate society so far, corrupting the corruptible, preying on the weak. I will make America stronger. Well, he sounds like a Nazi now, so okay. I mean, he just wants to he he wants to clean up the streets in a different kind of way. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> there's a reason in pro pro wrestling why you don't have two bad guys come out and cut promos against each other. Because it's it's the same thing. <laughs> yes, they're saying we don't like either of them. Like, woo, this is fun. I have to choose. Oh, gosh, who do I want to win the fight between the Nazi and the gang lord? Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, <laughs> it's a boy. coin toss that nobody wants to win. <laughs> Yay. Loving this. I, I can't express to you how much I love this story. I well, they it's I I told you. I mean, that's why it's so good because it's the end. It's the final issue because <laughs> it's the end. It, <laughs> it ties it all up in a nice hefty sack at the end. I mean, you know, can can we get to the end so I can see how Star Battle is doing? Yeah, yeah, we can. <laughs> Just like jump forward, you know. <laughs> I I mean, we don't. We have to we ha- for the fans out there, okay, for the listeners, okay. for the one listener. We got this. OK, we got this. We for got you. four listeners, Dan. Oh, I bad. for the four listeners. We've got this for you. Well, anyway, Captain America is still up at the sky and he's like, New York's a big place. Don't know who's behind the incursion of ice into the city. Well, he's the last one to know. He was in the freaking warehouses. He's been being attacked <laughs> by people. Like, he, he scoured the entire city high on meth looking for everybody, but he still hasn't figured it out. Um, clearly, that shit was messing with his head, but, you know, he no he stone was it. unturned. Meanwhile, at Yankee Stadium, we have the Kingpin and the uh, we have a Kingpin and and Red Skull I, playing really strip poker. Because I would have thought that he would have figured it out by now. I mean, I've, I've, I've been to the Brown Bear car wash late at night i've seen people cleaning their cars i know that they're a little tilted and you know i mean when when they're when they're cleaning their car with a q-tip and a and a and a toothpick you know they're not going to leave any stone unturned they're going to find something they're going to find something well they did i mean he's got to go to yankee stadium and find naked kingpin and naked red skull yeah that's true because we're going to strip down to our underwear here for a big fight. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's the best way to fight is is to get into your into your nakedness. Yeah, like how did this start it again? When we ha- when we have stripped for combat, we will be thoroughly searched for concealed weapons like mm-hmm. what? What the fuck is happening? And Kingpin's like, this is OK. Thank you. This is lunacy. But it may be the most expedient manner of dealing with this arch fiend. What are we talking? If it's lunacy, just shoot him in the head and be done with it. Yeah. What? I'm going to watch a wrestling match now between Kingpin and Red Skull. And they're just going to randomly have. And and by the way, we're talking about just plot shit plot. There is nothing building up to this ever anywhere at all. It just, yeah, that's true. It just kind of jumps right into it. It's like, oh, hey, we're gonna watch Butterbean beat up on Hoist Gracie. Butterbean cannot beat up on Hoist Gracie. I know he can't, but I mean, <laughs> that's that wouldn't happen. First off, Hoist Gracie wouldn't have been so stupid to start with a kick. <laughs> that's against <I'm>... Butterbean. <laughs> Do was... not like you can you can we can make fun of the Gracies if we want, but good God, Butterbean, really? Like, I mean, I was just going size wise. I was going size wise. This would be more like, uh, oh, who was the uh, uh, Aki Bono? Aki, okay, Aki Bono. versus yeah. Voice Gracie. Okay, okay, fair, fair. He does look like Butterbean, though. You're not. He wrong. does look like Butterbean when he's stripped down. He's just standing there with his hands up. Well, anyway, we get a fight, and of course, the Red Skull starts immediately by cheating. That's true. He's got a thing so in his foot. He puts them in a plastic dome. Um, I guess that's sort of cheating. Like he t- changed the venue, but now it's just them fighting. Okay, this is exciting. And we have kicks, punches, 
kicks, punches, punches and dialogue. Kicks, kicks punches. Kick, punch, it's all in the mind. They're basically just taunting each other, and the Kingpin's doing his best. Nothing can stop the blob routine. Yes. Or Juggernaut, I'm not sure exactly. Yeah, oh, it's very Juggernaut-ish. Well, then we turn the page, and now we get to Avengers headquarters, and we have Diamondback looking out for John and Dr. Pym. No. And... They're like, what do we do? And she's like, Captain America's gone. And they're like, okay, let's go find him. And awesome. Well, then we get back to the fight. Fight's happening. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, fight, fight. Woohoo. Woohoo. Woo. And then Crossbones is like, oh, man. If he'd asked my opinion, I'd have told him it was too soon after he nearly died of starvation to fight. Oh, I got to keep an eye on the boss. Uh, and the, but these or he tells his buddy to keep an eye on the boss. He's got to go check something out. He's like, last thing we need is sound effects. <laughs> but they make it so much better. No, they don't. Yeah, so they do. Uh, then we find spy. We find Captain America on the man. roof. He's, Whoa, he's managed awesome. to find it, and we get. Now, uh, a random fight just starts between Crossbones and Captain America. Cap has to Did, prove did they his actually might. meet each other? Uh, trying to think. Did they meet each other? Crossbones beat up Daredevil. Daredevil and... Beat up Bullseye and got... Yeah, I don't know. Eye. I don't know if they, they actually fought. Now that I think about it, it's been a minute. I think he might know that he's there, but I don't think he like I, I think. <sighs> well, there's some epic dialogue before. on this page. I think they've met before. Yeah. Have they? OK, well, there is some epic dialogue on this page. We don't want to miss out on Crossbone says, you want to show me your ticket for this sporting event, Patriot Puss? Or are you gate crashing? I guess Patriot Puss, not Puss. Ah, well, hmm. I don't care. And Captain America's <laughs> response is. Show you mine if you show me yours. I thought that's what they were doing in the stadium. Right? I know. <laughs> a little right? show and tell down there. Yeah. So like why are we why are we doing that at the top too? Well, now just a random Tops fight starts between Captain America and Crossbones. Now, I would like to point out that Crossbones has shown his mo- greatest success when he's shooting his weapons in all of his pouches. Yes. Um, but now the mighty luchador Bane Crossbones, bad, sad Lobo, is sad Lobo. <laughs> now fighting. Oh, I don't want to talk about Lobo today. So, okay. Um, he's fighting hand to hand. That does make me sad. Okay. Uh, yes. So it will now be Crossbones and Captain America fighting and fighting. And basically it's dialogue banter while they fight. And then down below. We have dialogue banter while the two bad guys are fighting and Kingpin's like, I'm going to show you tedious Nazi, how prancing Nazi, how an American fights. Oh, so now we're getting some subtle homophobia. Awesome. It just makes these books better. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh, fat shaming, homophobia, uh, you know, it, it's all good. They're bad guys, right? No, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, we keep getting the fight is still going on. I have no idea what page we are on because like Starlight, there are no page numbers in this book. Hey, you know, we we. We took we took notes from good books like this with no page numbers and we want <laughs> to emulate such a greatness <laughs> in, in a nice seven issue run such as this, <laughs> just like in starlight moving. Well, forward. I, I like to, I'd like to point out that Bane without drugs is fighting Captain America without drugs, which probably makes it a fairer fight, right? Yeah. Fair so. fight. Just, you know, two, two non drugged up dudes, just to cuffing. And they're still fighting and they're fighting on the stands now. And now we're down below and Kingpin is yelling. Yeah. And 
and the Red Skull's like, did that hurt fat man? He's like, I'm simply yawning. So we still have banter going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then emulating the great gorilla monsoon, he puts the Red Skull in a bear hug. So good, smart to emulate gorilla monsoon, of course. Mm -hmm wrestled for the WWF in New York, right? So that'd be, it makes sense. We've even got it. We got a nice bear hug going on. uh, And then he squishes, squishes the Red Skull. And now in the grandstand, we still have the fight going on between Captain America and Captain America kicks a Ginsu knife. He has, he's saying he has a Ginsu knife. I can't seriously. Remember. All right. Okay. God. Um, can I like, yeah, I'm just, I, I just uh, can't. Cause it slices and it dices. I, I just like, can't straight out of a uh, commercial. <laughs> yeah, I just can't. Well, anyway, Captain America grabs the, the tie to the, his mask, which is fantastic and hits him in the throat and it's all done. And then Captain America, of course, says, I've done it. I've beaten him without the super soldier serum, with only my fists and guts and know how I've beaten a rough customer, a as rough a customer as any I've ever tangled with. He's claiming that this guy is as rough a customer as he's ever tangled with. Shut up. Um, <laughs> OK, sure. And then he's like, then I've proven it. I can be Captain America without the drug. Now, last issue, he says. I'll be safe because that drug will still I will still have all my muscles from the drug yeah. for several months. Yeah. So this is stupid. <laughs> and again, you know, a good editor not named Ralph Macchio might have you know caught that and said, oh, maybe you should adjust that dialogue, because literally in the last two pages of the previous issue, Captain America is like, ah, I'm going to go out and do this because I'm still going to have my muscles for a while. Yeah, yeah. And now he's like, I did it without the serum. Look at me. I'm amazing. Either Captain America is just fucking delusional. Maybe. Or it's just a really badly edited comic book. Probably both. I mean, now we get back down to the battle with the Red Skull. And it looks like uh, it looks like kind of awesome uh, that. He's about to have his eyes torn out of his sockets by Kingpin. That'd be Red Skull. And then he says, yes, you win, bloated pig. You know, thoroughly illustrating that the, you know, very fit Red Skull beat the shit, got the shit beat out of him by the much larger man, which also doesn't surprise me. I mean, Red Skull looks like he's fighting middleweight and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, he's trying to fight a super heavyweight, which always goes well for the middleweight. You know, that's outsized do you remember the boxer greg haugen from mm, auburn he's a no. lightweight i think he was the world lightweight champion or something like that when we were in like junior high okay chris mccafferty told me once that he was in a bar and got the shit beat out of him because he picked a fight with a bunch of dunes that weighed over 200 pounds oh geez <laughs> in auburn of course you know like yeah yeah so anyway well it's all good we keep going like this and the Red Skull's like, you won. And, and then the Red, the dome disintegrates and the Red Skull leaves. And he's like, I'll be in touch with the terms of our settlement. Count on it, criminal. And yay. OK, so in the fight, nobody wanted to see. <laughs> in neither fight, nobody wanted to see. Kingpin won. And the, the other fight, nobody wanted to see. Captain America won. Man. So now, of course, Captain America goes down to square off with the Kingpin and end him forever. Because, of course, he can still do it without his super soldier serum. Right. 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 Just two men fighting. He just did it up on the up in the risers. And we get Kingpin saying for reasons all of his own, that Nazi foe of yours forced me into personal combat. I won. New York City owes me a debt of gratitude, Captain. I've saved it from the madman's. Depredations. And then Captain America fires back. I'll see to it. They make you a blimp in the Thanksgiving Day Parade. So we're still on that. So great. Yeah. And then Captain America is like the gang war is over, but he's as for America's drug crisis. I only wish I knew how it will turn out. 
I thought he was completely dedicated to ending. I mean, didn't we just spend? Wasn't it the entire point of this entire run of issues is that Captain America was completely dedicated to ending the scourge of drugs? Yes, but it didn't happen. So I heard something, by the way, we're in the next panel and he mm-hmm. grabs Diamond back and gives her a hug. And there's John and Hank Pym, the wife beater. And <laughs> hey, as long as we're just uh, getting it yeah, all out there, no, getting out there. Yeah, yeah. And like Medic, Hank Pym and Hank Pym. And uh, well, they're going to do a movie about him later where everything's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. Know? Yeah. It's like it's like it never happened. Right. We've, well, we've anyway, these things in these comic books that <laughs> like, or it was just a terrible storyline written by a terrible author. And we can wipe that from history and just remember the character for what he was all the other times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Could do that, too. But anyway, um, there's John Jameson, too. Now, these Avengers jackets, I haven't pulled up a copy of the Avengers from 1990, but it is my understanding that the Avengers were, in fact, wearing these jackets. Oh, OK. Not just the Avengers support squad. Everybody was wearing a team jacket. Yeah, everybody's kung fu fighting with their pouches and jackets. Cool. It's the 90s, so you have to have pouches and jackets now. Interesting. So anyway, we've got uh, Hank Pym. He said, I've laundered your blood, filtered out all of the ice molecules without affecting the super soldier serum. Now, all we have to do is give you another transfusion. And he's like, I appreciate your efforts, Henry. I found it, you know, by the way, this always annoyed me when they would call him like Henry because it's like too much Henry Gyrich from X-Men. Uh, so keep it Hank, keep one Hank and keep one yeah. Henry. And you've Henry. got Hank. Yeah. Yeah. So and you've got Beast, too. Yeah. But they look different. <laughs> Very different. Anyway, one's okay. big and one's small. So Captain America's <laughs> like, I appreciate your efforts, but I... Don't need it. Perhaps I once did to give my non-athletic body what nature did not. But that was a long time ago. Now I am what I am without the drugs in my veins. So this asshole is John fucking Jones. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, I took steroids and, you know, there's still residual steroids in my system so I can go back and be the heavyweight champion of the world in UFC. And when I get tested, I have these steroids in my system and it's okay. And I get treated differently than everybody else. But, you know. This is so fucking dumb. Just wait till you read the letters, Dan. I think like (laughs) this is is like uh, Captain America. But he's not Captain America anymore. So what like, is this the end of the book? It says the end right here. Does this mean they have no other issues because he's no longer. He's uh, I don't no, no. I mean, like they, they continue, but. So when does he get the super soldier serum back? That I don't know. They've got to give it back at some point, right? Because this is. He starts to age all of a sudden. He's like, he doesn't. Well, that's his... that too. Yeah, yes, right. That too. Like he's gonna <laughs> rapid aging. There's like all sorts of stuff that like I don't think Cap realizes that he needs the sol- the super soldier serum to to continue on. So I mean, these the are all white. The little white wings are gonna be the Reed Richards gray. Yeah, like there's all these things that uh, that Cap. <laughs> He's disregarding. He's like, and and this whole like, hey, if I can't say no, who can? That ah. Uh, and maybe yeah, maybe Hank could say something too. You know, like like actually, not, I can't say if I if hey if I can't just say no, who can? Yeah, I didn't even get to that. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. Fuck Nancy Reagan, Jesus. <laughs> Let me just get back to that episodes uh, ago. Where like episodes ago. Uh, but don't you like your your soda and your Twinkies and all the other stuff that came along with those those books? No. <laughs> Just. <laughs> I don't like anything about those books. They were um, all about making that. Oh yeah. Well, they didn't make any money though. That was like 
And by the way, if you would like to go back and read the Teen Titans crossover <laughs> books, now posted on our feed and reposted in episode 303, 304, 305, titled Meet the Protector, the New Teen Drugs, oh, and Protect the Lion Shirt Boy. Yeah. Uh, you can go back and re- and learn all about the Teen Titans drug issues endorsed with a letter from Nancy Reagan. So go back and listen to those. I've recently reposted those. I am actually slowly but surely getting the rest of our feed back up. So I've got our feed all the way back up to uh, episode 300 posted. Of course, we have more. We got to go back all the way to 247. So we've got a few to uh, post up. And of course, loyal listeners know that any episode before 247 has been lost to time forever. Yep, time forever. I mean, all those audio cassettes that were, you know, just not digitized yet, they are just... They're gone. They're gone. I mean... <sighs> mold I had to is move a thing. one too many times. Yeah, I mean, we we can't save everything. That's a sad, sad reality. I also Lost. just realized I have like 53 more episodes to repost. But you can do you know, it. We believe in you, Dan. Yeah, if I do like five at a time, it's not so bad. So anyway, um, also just as a, as a plug, if you, we are now posting these episodes on YouTube as well. So if you look for Funny Book Forensics on YouTube, there's no pretty pictures of us, but you got our nice logo and you can hear it there. In addition to listening to this on your favorite podcast player or anything else. So that's that. Well, that's the end of one story, but we're not done because no, we're he presents Battlestar. Yeah. I'm and Battlestar's not a fucking idiot. Uh, well, that's <laughs> not true. He has been for the last few issues. Uh, but I, I mean, he 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 was he was beaten by the tools, the power tools. Oh, that's the guy. His name's the power broker. That's right, because he gave him his powers to begin with. Yeah. The power broker. The okay. power broker. Well, this one's called Grave Concerns. It's by Grunwald Bagley, Panosian, Robbins, and Yamtov, and. Uh, he says in one of the power brokers secret laboratories somewhere in Los Angeles, the six foot super fighter known as Battlestar has just undergone strength augmentation for the second time in his life. So Battlestar's like, yeah, give me the powers back. And he's now gone from now. Again, I'd like to point out his powers went away, but mm-hmm. they came back. So he must have different. It must not be a serum, right? It's just like a ray or I, I guess like they just put like pumped it all back in. They juiced him back up. He's looking big everywhere. <laughs> he is, man. They they drew um, it. Uh, it it pumped him up everywhere. <laughs> that suit is not hiding a thing. That is not hiding. Johnny doesn't look like he has those augmentations, but <laughs> Battlestar. Wow. <laughs> is this, was this drawn by Greg Fox? Nope. Okay. So. What, yeah. is, that, is that his battle? If you're star? a Kyle's B, if, 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 if out there, friends, if you're a Kyle's B&B fan, you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, go check out Greg Fox's Patreon. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, if, if you like the guys to be drawn like the women of comics, go check out Greg Fox's Patreon. But I mean, anyway, he's got like a 12 pack. Damn. He's got a one pack. <laughs> 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 Yeah, it's 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 something locked and loaded. <laughs> well, anyway, um, the power brokers, right? All right. Uh, gave those powers back and. And Battlestar is like, no way, broker, not until all your kidnapping victims have been restored is like me. And uh, U.S. agent lets Battlestar hold the shield and he's all excited. Wow. I got the shield. <laughs> and he goes out and he said, Johnny wouldn't have given up on his shield just to anybody. I guess my rap to him about our friendship a few days ago must have sunk in. I thought they weren't friends. They weren't. But they but are. They are. Back in the lab, U.S. agents being a badass. And he's like, and, and the power broker's like, look, agent, it's going to take a while for him to haul all those men in here. Since we're standing around with nothing to do in the meantime, why don't you let let me go next? And he's like, because I said so. And they're like, OK, well, there we go. So these are eight page stories, so they go quickly. Thank yeah. God. OK. And uh, now we get everybody back there and we've got luchadors and zeppelins and 
all sorts Everybody. of people getting their powers back. It's exciting. And then we get down and the power brokers left. And he says, for pity's sake, all the others have been treated. Now let my man de-augment me. And he said, gee, we'd like to, Jackson, uh, but there's been a slight equipment malfunction. And he throws the shield at the augmentation machine and it's destroyed. So it's there's no longer ways so to augment. So basically nobody can be augmented ever in the way the Battlestar was. Nope. It's done. They're all fixed, and and the 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 broker is broken now. Well, and then they go for a ride in the the America Trans Am. Yeah, it's a pretty sweet ride. What do you think that car is called? Um, I don't know. You know, if it was in DC Comics, it might be called because it's a Firebird, I think. Uh huh. So it would be called Star. Fire. Fire. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. Well, anyway, uh, Battlestar's like, Johnny, uh, you're not going to still try to deny your John Walker, are you? And he goes, John Walker is dead. I'm Jack Daniels, U.S. agent now. (laughs) (laughs) Is his name really Jack Daniels? He's Jack Daniels. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) I didn't know that was his name. Well, I mean, honestly, when I was a kid, anytime I saw U.S. agent, I steered away from the book. Did you? Like, I, I, yeah, I just there was no appeal to that character. For oh, me. man, I, I, I like the U.S. agent books. I thought they were there. They were. Well, and you a, let you read the later West Coast Avengers or Avengers yeah. West Coast. And I read yeah. the early ones and and had fallen off way before then. So I just thought they were just interesting. <laughs> they were. It was interesting. It was he was like a six star Captain America. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> we get the end of the story. Um, they're they're friends now and. He can't contact his sister and everything because that would blow his cover of being Jack Daniels and but still going around in the costume that everybody basically knows who he is. And <laughs> anyway, they go to the grave and now that the secret's out, they they give each other a hug and. U.S. agent is going to go on with the rest of his life. And who knows? Battlestar is going to go on to great things. He's going to star in movies with the Avengers. He's going to have his own television show on Disney. Yes. Whatever. Like it's we're going to see a lot of Battlestar in the future. We're going to see so much Battlestar. It's going to be unbelievable. It's you could say it's going to be Battlestar Galactica. I do want to point out, you said I would get to be excited about the letters column and um the Ralph Macho editor and Michael Heisler, assistant editor, take credit for this. And from Faze Riemann, from Costa yeah. Plenta, Scrafra Road, Tendigar, Gwent, NP2-4EL England, says, I'm a relatively new reader of Captain America, and I would like for you to clarify something that has been bugging me. What is the difference between athletes boosting their strengths by using drugs and the super soldier serum that was injected into Steve Rogers in his origin. I know that Cap doesn't does not compete in sports, but surely he would be against that sort of thing anyway, like Ben Johnson. I would <laughs> like to see a story where Cap is accused by a junkie of being the same as him, just like Hulk Hogan. So I'm sure you could come up with a great story. Whatever you do to Cap, I'll be there to see it. And they're like, yeah, we did that for you, buddy. <laughs> we did it. We did it. You got that story. It's right here in these these seven issues. So thank God for you, Mr. Riemann, because maybe you inspired this terrible shit story that we just had to read. <laughs> thank I you thought so you would, fucking much. I, I thought you would love that. That letter, that's like the perfect letter to just tie off this hefty sack. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, it, it uh, I don't know what we're doing next, but it's not going to be this. Not this. I, I'm pretty sure you got a you got a you got something in the in the hopper. You got you got a book that came. I've got no? some stuff in the hopper. All I, right. Well, 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 uh, well, I mean, 
probably next week. Um, we're so we're the day we're recording is the day after Keith Giffen died suddenly at age of 70. Uh, you know, apparently he had died before, but <laughs> this time it was for real. And <laughs> of course, Greg and I, me more than Greg, but Greg too, like I have more no. Keith Giffen books than I can count with all my Legion stuff, all my mm-hmm. Justice League stuff, um, even the Suicide Squad run where he killed off the entire uh, Justice League Antarctica in one issue, except for thing. You have your you have a Blue Beetle a Jaime yeah. out right there. Yeah, I mean, this guy and I went, you know, last night I was very sad and I, I went back and I I watched a roast of Keith Giffen from one of the cons and, you know, Everybody said, you know, he's just a curmudgeon, but, you know, it, there was no bad words about him, you know, and, and mm-hmm. it's but everybody says he is crazy. And, and of course, Legion fans accuse him of destroying everything and then rebuilding it. And my God, he really hated Karate Kid. He did not think Super Karate <laughs> was a good superpower. He killed that character over and over and over again. But it's uh, when you when you look at, you know, somebody who's so creative and it was one of the things that was really interesting. I was watching uh, uh, John Mark uh, DeMatteis talk about Keith Giffen, and they were talking about the origination of, of the Justice League. And when Keith got the book, he would actually, you know, he would he was an artist, right? So he would plot out the entire book, draw the whole thing and dialogue it. But he wasn't confident enough in his own writing to do it. So they had John Mark come in and write the book. Uh-huh. And I think it's it's amazing, too. I think you think I'm sad, obviously, that somebody died. But I think there's something to that, too. I want, you know, everybody out there to think about themselves. Man, this guy that was so creative and so funny and had built all this stuff, you know, wasn't even confident enough. And he didn't for Legion five years later, either. They had John and Mary Beerbaum do the dialogue. And this guy was so creative, you know, was holding himself back to the just lack of confidence in his creative ability. And I think just for everybody out there, you know, don't. Right. I mean, think of the things we might be missing out from you because, you know, you doubted it. And there's somebody that's so creative, you know, still had that self-doubt. Well, I'm just an artist. Right. Put themselves in that box. Right. I'm just an artist. And uh, that to me, it's inspiring one that he kept doing it and became in some ways more prominently known for his plotting and writing than his art, which is crazy uh, with the level of art that he starts out with, you know, and of course, you know, if you don't know, he wrote the great darkness saga for Legion of superheroes among tons of Legion books. And the five years later, he co-created Lobo. He co-created rocket raccoon. He wrote the justice league, Bahaha books, you know, the entire, he did, a whole bunch of countdown mm-hmm. uh, for DC and came back to DC in the two thousands and, and did a ton of stuff. Co create uh, co-created, of course, Jaime Reyes, blue beetle mm-hmm. and, you know, just tons, tons of stories. And that's one of the things too. I think Keith Giffen is one of those folks, you know, we've talked about other folks that have passed, but he's one of those folks that sort of transcended eras. A lot of people had their eras and they were sort of stuck in that era, but you know, he drew, a prominent or he drew and wrote in the bronze age and the modern age and with great success. And yeah. so, and, and he would get sick of working and just stop for a while and then, <laughs> and then they would bring him back. But it wasn't like, uh, I don't want to pick on Neil Adams, but it wasn't like a Neil Adams wanting to fight the industry. So I'm going to quit. Right. And, and <laughs> do this my own way. This was more of just, he was a curmudgeon and he'd get tired. He drew this poster I have up in my office with, all these Legion characters he drew in 83 and he drew the poster, I think it was 82 or 83. And he was like, man, I don't want to draw Legion anymore after trying this giant poster. So they went and got Steve Lytle from Marvel and brought Steve Lytle in to, you know, draw the books instead. And he just drew the covers for a while. And, you know, it's, it's just kind of amazing, but also I think too, know yourself, right. And know what your limits are. Yeah. So He's an example of limiting himself, but also an example of somebody who knew when to stop, right? Or knew when to pause so they could take a break and take a breather. And I don't know what your thoughts are, but and this is a huge loss to the comic community because not just a, a writer and an artist, but also somebody, you know, that people would consult with, right, for their stories and, and get feedback. Yeah, no, I I I don't think I can add to anything that you've that you 
that you've said, you know, because you 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 hit everything. It's it's wow. a tremendous loss and he was an amazing creator. And for those of you that don't know, my gateway drug into comics as a kid was Legion of Superheroes 306, which Keith Giffen drew. And it was a spotlight story on Starboy. And you got to think about this book. It had Keith Giffen drawing the cover and the modern storyline. And they had the backup storyline telling Starboy's origin drawn by Kurt Swan. Just (laughs) imagine... Like, this is like, the, no wonder I got hooked. It wasn't the first comic book I read, right? But it was when I was old enough to appreciate comic books. And yeah. I, you know, my mom grabbed that book off a spinner rack and brought it to me to get me to shut up on a camping trip. And so my gateway drug into comic books had no idea at the time, right, is freaking Keith Giffen and Kurt Swan art <laughs> inside of a book. Oh, yeah. No better way to no better way to get into it, though. I mean, just that's the that's the way to do it. Yeah. And Juliet is also very upset. So, yes, you can see. But I can, yeah, I can, I can hear. Yeah. I mean, that's your that's your if that's your gateway. into well, that's it got me the piles and piles of comic books next to me. So mm-hmm. and, you know, it's one of those things, too, is I would I even as crazy stuff like Trencher, I would still try to <laughs> grab like uh, everything he did. Because uh, I, I just wanted to see where that crazy guy would go, even when he was drawing characters with weird shadows for faces and lines everywhere. It's like you knew you were going to get something unique and you would try something new. Yeah. And and the things he could do with characters that nobody else wanted to write. Mm-hmm. And and boy, did. Well, you, you screwed up, Keith, because you wanted to kill everybody in your books. And well. <laughs> <laughs> it gotcha. But that's amazing, amazing uh, creator. So we wanted to mention that on the show, of course, and yeah. and pour one out for for Mr. Giffen, because uh, my fandom doesn't happen without him. And I'm sure yeah. that goes for a lot of other people, too, for sure. And on that note, now I've pumped us all up with sadness. Uh, Greg, no, you have things to I, plug. You didn't pump us up with sadness. You pumped us up with the celebration, man. Um, we got nothing to nothing to 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 plug at the moment. Just to to just to shout and say uh, thanks so much to all the supporters of, uh, of Supernatural Baby Detective. Uh, we um, we're 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 done with the run. For, for issue one on the Kickstarter. So uh, super, super excited and jacked about that. Um, it's, uh, we'll be getting stuff out to folks as soon as we can. Uh, surveys are out, so. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I'm really excited for Kenrick, and it's really great that he gets to show his work uh, yeah. to a whole new group of people. And, and glad it was sponsored. And that's, I mean, that's the kind of thing we were just talking about, right? Here's somebody who is a great creator, took a risk, got mm-hmm. his book out there, was stressing out a little bit there yeah, for a yeah, minute yeah. in the middle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, that's the that's the thing that, that happens with Kickstarter sometimes is you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how it's like you hit that you hit that wall sometimes. And it's uh, it's very stressful. Uh, but but people showed up. People came out. They wanted to support it. They saw it was a good book. And from the editorial pass that I did last night on the on the lettering and everything like that, that uh, that Star Kings and team did, uh, I am very excited to to say that uh, yes, Richard Star Kings knows what he's doing. <laughs> well, and if you you know if you backed uh, if you backed Kenrick if you backed uh, if you backed the book Supernatural Baby Detective. You can message Greg or I on Facebook or on Instagram or on Twitter, but message us and we will make sure that he includes a funny book forensic sticker in your package. So if you reach out to us and let us know that you backed Supernatural Baby Detective, we will make sure yeah. you get a funny book forensic sticker with our logo on it in your package. So reach out, let us know, and uh, we'll take care of that for you. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't think. 
we don't have any ongoing projects up right now to do. So we just want you to listen. Uh, yeah. Make sure you give us some feedback on what you'd like us to hear. We just finished up this. I'll have more. Uh, probably. I'm just going to say next week's probably going to be a Keith Giffen book. So as it should be, <laughs> it's probably going to be a couple of weeks, uh, even though we just did Keith Giffen books, though. So, you know, we just, I mean, just did the L-E-G-I-O-N books. So. Is there too much? There's there's definitely not. Well, there's probably too much. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I there's probably too much Justice League Antarctica. You know what? We should do the Justice League annual where they introduce Justice League Antarctica. I feel like that may be a book. <laughs> or we could do the Legion of Substitute Heroes special, Greg. So I'm going to let you choose either oh, the Legion of Substitute Heroes special mm-hmm. or the Justice League Antarctica book, or maybe we do two weeks in a row and we do each one. Okay. I, you know, I think two weeks in a row, we do each one would be fun because I was going to, I was going to, I was, I was going to roll a dice and, yeah. and, and see if I could, you know, cause I got my dice bag out and I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to roll a dice and see what, uh, what we get. But you know what? That I, I would, Whatever I whatever I rolled, I would just say I want I want them both anyways. So like, let's do it. So next it. week, next week, you won't be getting a word in edgewise because we are going to do the Legion of Substitute Heroes special. Yes. And I'll have nothing to say. Nothing at all. A Legion book. Nothing no. at all. And uh, the week after, uh-huh. let's do the I forget which annual it is, but it's the. It was either an annual or a special. I think it was an annual, but that introduced the Justice League Antarctica. And they were headlined by one major disaster. Oh, no. And the Clue Master. <gasps> and Big Sur. Oh, man. And Bruce. Don't forget Bruce. Okay. And I don't think it's their first appearance because their first appearance was in the Kui 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 adventure. Oh boy. If you don't remember the Kui 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 adventure, that was adventure. That was the Island that moved that blue beetle and booster gold tried to build a casino on. And it <laughs> did not go so well. And when that Island decided to move, that was not good for the casino. I can imagine not. But anyway, we will, we will definitely, we'll bring, we'll bring something to you at least with some of those folks. So, we may even do two books next week because we could do the DC Comics Presents Legion of Substitute Heroes teaming up with Superman and then follow it up with the Legion of Substitute Heroes special number one. Whoa, whoa, Dan, whoa. That's a lot of Legion of Substitute Heroes. I don't know. Can they handle it? Can the listeners handle it? Oh, the listeners can, but the Legion of Substitute Heroes the subs can never handle it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it, so bring it. All right. Well, that's what we'll head up with then. Greg, don't let me forget. That's your job to not let me forget. And we've got that the next couple episodes, and and hopefully you have a lot of fun with us. And let me tell you, if you thought these books were bad. (laughs) (laughs) Palette cleanser, right? We are. These are are, are good. We are coming at you. We are coming at you. Well, thanks for hanging in with us uh, through uh, the Streets of Poison. We will do this quick uh, interlude of two weeks to honor Keith Giffen. And then, uh, yeah, another drug book, right? We got to we got to keep moving on. Another drug book. Yeah, we got to keep going through time. We made it to 1990. We can't just oh. stop. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're it right. It's 2023. Gotta... OK, OK. And after all, I am a completist. So we got to do something more mid 90s then. Right, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fight drugs? I don't know. Wait, Did they? <laughs> I don't think so, but I mean, it's possible. I didn't read those books. You did, but... I, well, no, I, I didn't. I mean, I read the later ones, not the... I mean, not all of them. I, I, I did have... I had... I, every time I get them, I sell them. Optimus Prime versus Drug Lords? I don't know. I mean, oh, no, that's... Yeah, yeah. I think there's a G.I. Joe book. It's probably a just say no book, which will just kill me. <laughs> just say no to just say no. Just say no, just say no. Well, we'll find something. Unless it's meth, and then we all agree, just say no. 
just so you know. We'll find yeah. something. Yeah, I mean, the one thing I will say about these cat books is uh, I think universally we are all against meth. So Yes, yes. Yeah. Bad, bad news. Fair. Yeah. Not bad. good. Not unless good. you want to unless you want to like clean the neighborhood all night no no not good so well thank you dear listeners for listening to this episode of funny book forensics i'm dan that's greg and he has a sound effect and we're out of here i i don't i did i put it down you completely dropped the ball yeah i know we're out bye